it's your turn, isn't it? It is. Good evening, okay. John. Good evening. Uh, welcome to North v South podcast uh, about, but increasingly not about design. This is episode 91. Uh, and uh, it's raining. So I'm having a beer. That's not the reason I'm having a beer. I'm having a Canadian beer this evening, John. <coughs> Canadian? Yeah. I don't just what? mean brewed in Canada. I no. mean sent to me via, from from Canada, from one of all. No listeners. way. Yeah. Wow. Blair Thompson uh, has sent me a uh, uh, a a can of Cameron's Twelve Mile, and it's an Indian Pale Lager. Oh, yeah, and it's a lovely can with some uh, kind of nice illustrative stuff going on, with it, including a moose. What? A, what a gent! Yeah. Thank you very much, Blair. Oh, that was kind of him. It was. What was that for? Uh, I think he. Uh, I think he likes the beer, and he thought I might appreciate it for the for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's not wrong either. It is very nice, actually. I'm not really a fan of the kind of new pale ale stuff, but because this is a lager, it's a bit it's a bit zippier, a bit more refreshing. Where, where in Canada does Blair hail from? He he lives, uh, he's English, uh, but he's been living out there for quite a while, I think. And he lives in, in uh, a place called Mono, which I think is near Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Toronto. Indeed. Have you got a, a beverage? Yeah. I've got a San Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, uh, there was one in the fridge. No, I've got, I, I have got a beer for later when I finish that one. Okay. Uh, well, I'll talk about it later. Um so let's do. Have we do, have we introduced the show already? It's been a long yes, day. We Sorry. have. We have. Are you not paying um, attention? No, not really. Okay. I'm trying to sort things out. I've got a new computer, Rob, and um, right. I've got two computers uh, sitting on my desk at the moment. Greedy. They're both 27 inch iMacs, so there's not a lot of room. No. Uh, I'm trans- slowly transferring. That's like f- four and a half foot of iMac. Uh, it must be, mustn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's deeply upsetting buying a brand new computer that's exactly the same as the last one. Yeah. When, We're both sharing that experience, aren't we? Yeah. When, if you're working on stuff, I'm not really, I'm working on coding stuff at the moment. So the benefits of the new one aren't really shining through, apart from the fact that I can now read the screen with normal glasses on. That was my, my father-in-law phoning. Uh, he still, he still hasn't uh, hit the floor Um yeah, after uh, Liverpool's Champions oh, I see. League win. <laughs> yeah, massive Liverpool fan. Yeah. So um, he was very excited. And uh, he just was absolutely despondent that I didn't even know the game was on. <laughs> what you I, think, I don't think he's, I don't think I'm the, uh, the, the, um, the son he was the after. Son in, the son in law <laughs> that he was after. Well, you were, you were, you were out in the sticks, weren't you, on the, when the foot he was on? Uh, no, it wasn't that. That was no. It's day before yesterday. I know it was last it? week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't really register. I wasn't watching t- TV or or is is Champions League on? Normal it's on channels? BT Sport. <laughs> oh well, there we go. Mm. Although interestingly, I saw subsequently after having found out that they'd won the game, I I uh, looked it up, and I think it was Danny Baker who's in the news today. Yeah, isn't he just? Uh, he said, uh, "Watch this," and it's a BT do a. Um, uh, I don't know what they call it, but it's like basically a highlights package without any music or um, bravado or yeah. trumpet playing at all. And it's kind of 
the the alternative camera angles of goals. I think they call it, is it an emotion reel or something? They call I don't it. know. I've never seen anything like yeah. it. it. It works really well. I it's think it's clever, a really refreshing it? piece of... Uh, yeah piece of journalism um and i and i thoroughly enjoyed that nine minutes i, I even felt a bit emotional mm. uh, being but obviously being a liverpool fan i am a liverpool fan of sorts um a relapsed liverpool fan there we go is that just because windsor don't have a professional football club <laughs> well i think they do actually no do they uh, but <laughs> my friend sponsored someone's <laughs> socks <laughs> Stag Meadow. Yeah, no, my granddad was from Liverpool okay. and I like the Beatles. So I chose. There you go. I didn't even know about football until I went to secondary school. Yeah. And I still not that au fait with it. <coughs> so uh, anyway, I'm embarrassing myself, aren't I, on, on here? Not at all. But a good day for uh, English football. Yeah. A good week for English football. Yeah, brilliant. Football. Um, yeah, so, I, uh, so I've got two computers and I, yeah. So the only benefit to to the new computer is it's got a, a retinas or a high res screen and yeah i can look at it with um without reading glasses and, and just about make out the words <laughs> yeah uh so yeah it's um it's it's very nice it's very fast very zippy but it hasn't changed much and um so it's a bit gutting spending however uh, many yeah three thousand pounds i think it is now for a top of the range it is yeah <laughs> I just realised how bright the screen is. I've really, I've had it on my screen on kind really, of half brightness since I got it, and I've just turned it up, and um, I'm bedazzled. Uh, the the screen is is you know something else. I remember when I uh, when I had the opportunity to buy the last one. I think the Retina screens had just come out, but nobody could get Illustrator to work on them. Uh, uh, so exactly I skip, the same with me. Yeah, yeah. So I skipped them. I, I'm su- I'm slightly surprised that my old machine isn't as old as I thought it was. It's actually only four years old. But um, it's a dog. It is, yeah. a, you know, I've reinstalled it, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it is just, it is not up to scratch, um, mm, which is a bit upsetting, bad word, mm. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so, and then I had the whole rigmarole of, um, of not being able to join the two together. Um, there are no cables <laughs> match whatsoever. No, you need to order a special... I'm not paying 50 quid for a <laughs> fucking dongle that <Yeah. laughs> I'm going to use once. Yeah. It was cheaper, actually, I worked out. It was cheaper for me to buy a new hard drive than to buy all the dongly bits to join them together. Um, so I bought an SSD, a little Samsung jobby, which, I, I, you know, if I think if you plug it into a Mac, is that is that against the law? A, a one terabyte SSD for 160 yeah. quid. And it's uh, the size of a small packet of matches. It's incredible. The speed of plugging in that, um, SSD is similar to what you would have if you had an internal hard drive. Oh, so I think the original transfer of my Dropbox onto the old, from the old machine took, I don't know, maybe four hours. And then when I put it back onto the new iMac, it was 12 minutes. Jeez. That's how much faster it is. That's insane. Yeah. Anyway, that's really boring, isn't it? No, even, sure. Even some, I nodded off halfway through some, that one. Some hardware geeks that will have been enthralled by that. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I got a new Mac, and um, the only exciting thing I've done on it is I've switched from um, Atom Code Editor to Microsoft Visual Studio Code thing. Microsoft? I know. It's quite. A, it's a really nice app. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Very slick. They've bought GitHub. Yes. Or, and so GitHub made the uh, made the Atom app. Mm-hmm. It's quite it's quite interesting following. Uh, I quite I'm quite like code editors in the fact that they are. There's quite a lot of them out there, and you think, 
what are they doing differently? You know, it's just, you're just typing in stuff. Are code editors to you as sketchbooks are to me? I, I'm, I'm not that much of a coder. So I, I, I don't use all of their power, power things, but it's for me, it's feeling comfortable mm. and not, um, feeling like you're looking at a load of gobbledygook all the time, um, without loads of buttons and whizzy things. Yeah. I quite like just it really, really super plain. So if anybody's got any favourite code editors out there, then I, I I was on Coda, which is made by Panic, um, but that was all too whizzy whizzy, and I uh, didn't like it. Mm. So I, I went to Atom, and I was quite happy there, but it's really really slow. And now I'm trying this new one that's been developed from the ground up. I don't I don't think Adobe do a code editor, do they? Apart do. from Dreamweaver, does anybody use Dreamweaver anymore? Does it still exist? I think, well, it's on my download list. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I've been fiddling around. So that's what is literally on my desk. There's no room for anything else. (laughs) Um, What's on your desk this week? What is on my desk this week? I am reading uh, an uh, an Anne Leckie novel. Uh, uh, Anne Leckie of uh, Ancillary Justice. Ancillary Sword, Ancillary Mercy. It's set in the same universe and it's called Provenance. And I've just started it. But it's good. Quite gripping, quite interesting. Uh, I I like it when authors do another novel set in the same universe, but not related to the specifics of the previous novels. I like to explore different different areas, different people. So that's good. Uh, what else have I been doing? Uh, I've been drawing lots of little space stations. I started off doing some little sketches in my sketchbook, uh, not having a clue what they were going to be. Uh, and it developed into kind of a good kind of eight pages of little globular space stations. Um, I never gone down quite well with people. People seem to quite like them. So I really need to know what, what they are. I don't know if they inhabit the same world as my weird field world or they're something completely different. Um, yeah. Um, what else have I been doing? I went for a delicious walk in the park. Well, you were uh, licking trees. Yeah. I, I could have done, to be honest. I was so happy to get out in the park because it's been a while since I got out in the park. It was a beautiful day and the park was uh, the park was full of dog walkers. So I made friends with quite a lot of dogs, not necessarily the owners. And it was just glorious. Saw lots of woodpeckers. Um, yeah, and just fantastic. And the bird song was incredible. And I had a really nice, relaxing three and a half hour walk in the park. <clears throat> Sat underneath a big oak tree for a while and watched the world go past. Uh, and it, yeah, it kind of set me up for a couple of days. It just really relaxed me. And I recommend getting out into the, the real world if you generally spend all your time at a desk. Um, so that's pretty much what I've been doing. I've, we, we've uh, seen another architect about the house renovations. We've got another one coming tomorrow. It's all very problematic. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. What about mm. you? Apart uh, from your 54 inches of iMac. I've been away from my desk like you. Mm. I went for a walk. I'd planned a walk with a friend ages ago and um, it sort of, uh, crept up on me and suddenly it was here right in the middle of being you know hectic and everything and 
and I just went out, rather than cancel it, uh, went ahead and did it and had a, had a final time. Um, I walked from East Harting, which is just east of Petersfield near me. Yep. Um, which is on the Hampshire edges and then walked across all the way into Mordor. All the way to Mordor. Yeah. From West, uh, all the way to Lewis, actually. Hmm. Uh, we did it in three days. We did 59 miles and a couple of, couple of extra loops that I threw in just to really annoy my walking partner. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good old stroll, John. Yeah. Um, 20 miles a day was, yeah, roughly. It was fine. Um, though we, the last day we didn't rest at all. We just went from 8.30 and walked until we hit Lewis and I was hobbling at the end of it. Yeah. I was very, yeah, blistered, I'd say. I'd say I wrote here, good for the soul, not for the soul. Ah, very good. Ha ha. Um, yeah, no, it was really lovely and forgot about absolutely everything else. You just think about the next foot forward. Glorious, isn't uh, it? I walk it in a different way on my own. So I kind of saunter and look at things and yep. ponder life. And this certainly wasn't that. It was more like a route march. Um, and uh, although you take in some breathtaking scenery up there, um, most of it was just trying to cover the amount of days, but yeah. that in itself had its own interest, and it just just makes you completely forget. You don't even worry about work or think about anything to do with ideas or anything. You're just we were chewing the fat and just strolling along. So, mm. uh, yeah, it was really good. And the f- uh, first night we were booked into a B and B, which turned out to be absolutely brilliant. Cooked a lovely breakfast by a farmer's wife, and. Uh, Went into a went into a pub and she'd booked us a table there and then we were warmly welcomed and just fantastic. Felt, all felt good with life and yeah. it was lovely weather and you just forget how much of a beautiful country this is and yeah. you just can't believe that there's this swathe of downs that you can't hear a thing when, apart from bloody skylarks. I <laughs> know <laughs> I quite like a skylark, but after yeah. three days and twelve hours a day of hearing skylarks, you you do want to. Go at them with a blunderbuss. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I heard heard some cuckoos and had a fox come and visit us for lunch. And Sounds fantastic. Yeah, it was really nice. So I'm going to open another beer here, and this right. is my this is my one this is one chosen for me by my nephew Maxen, and uh, it's from Sc- all the way from Scotland. It's a Harvey's Town Brewery beer, which I've never had, but. I love their branding. I think it's great. It's like a little mouse called Harvey. Yep. And he's in a little motor car on this one because it's called Old Engine Oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a black ale, Ooh. which I'm, I'm guessing is a stout, really. Yeah. In another name. You could, yeah, that would definitely come out of the sump. And how's it taste? Yeah, it's really bitter. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah. Do you want a lemonade top on that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that's nice. Like a Maccasins kind of, yeah, yeah, stouty. What else have we been doing? Yeah, so I got back from the walk and I'm feeling a bit refreshed. Um, plodding away with some of the websites I've been working on. Not working on anything particularly interesting. Well, I've been watching old. Um, I've been interested in BFI. Have got uh, like a, their own channel now. And mm-hmm. if you've got a, an Amazon Fire or whatever. Yeah, you can watch films through them. And I and I've I haven't joined, but. I've been watching some of their free stuff. Um, they've got things like little video essays by 
film reviewers like Mark Commode, whatever, okay. introducing monthly films. Um, they rent out films for pretty reasonable, you know, from sort of two ninety nine to five quid for fairly recent indie films, mm-hmm. uh, all the way things. That, at the moment they're playing Hellraiser, for instance, you can okay. get on their channel. So you can add it to your Fire TV and then, you know, you pay a monthly subscription and yeah. you get as many as you want. But um, I've been watching all their old collections of films that members of public have sent in. And you can put in a place name and see what comes up. So I put in where I live, Alton, and there's a fantastic film of, uh, it's called By the Way, uh, because it's on the Riverway where we are. Yeah. And it's the old brewery, which... No, has sadly closed down and is being turned into housing. But it's actually the uh, the film of the in 1963, the opening of the new brewery, and it was Harp Lager. It was made there, <laughs> and it's like it's like Dan Dare. I, I really yeah, watch the film. I'll put the link in yeah, the show notes. But um, it is like Dan Dare. You know, all of the lorries are round edges, and the um, everything's sparkly and scientific looking, and uh, you know that sort of that fresh post-war kind of uh, Festival of Britain yeah. feel that Britain had in those times. And, uh, you know, you compare it today when we're, um, uh-huh. um, we can't even make the equipment that the government uses for, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just sad, isn't it? It is. It but is. that's a bit of a Brexit view of, uh, view of things. But mm. yeah, there was just this positivity and this, um, yeah, this, uh, this brave new world kind of outlook for a lot of, uh, British engineering and science in the late fifties, early sixties. Mm. It seems to have vanished. I, w- I wonder. Certainly, wonder. manufacturing. I think it's that optimism has gone, hasn't it? But yeah, definitely worth yeah, you know put put your, put put your old hometown in there and uh, and see what turns up. Mm, cool. Mm. I like that. I've read um, while I was away on my Kindle. Um, which I've managed to not destroy by dropping it in a bath and throwing it at wall. Um, trying to hit a fly. There was a fly in the bedroom. I did a lovely cover drive with the uh, Kindle. It slipped out of my hand and narrowly missed going straight through the window by about an inch (laughs) and put about a four-inch dent into the wall and still Uh, survived. They're pretty tough things. Oh, good. That's good to know Mm. if I ever need to um, kill an insect. I've been reading Fire in the East by Harry Sidebottom who is um, a Dr. Harry Sidebottom. Mm. He is a uh, an expert, a, a Oxford lecturer in Roman warfare, I think. Okay. He's written quite a few novels, and they are kind of sharp. Yep. As in... Yeah, Bernard Cornwell. Bernard Cornwell style. Yeah. Um, I like really, those. Really good. I like those things, yeah. Yeah, solid. Uh, great character who's a son of a captured Germanic tribes leader. Mm-hmm. Um, has been has been Romanized and then sent out to do the dirty work for the fading Roman Empire. And what's good about this series is that it's set in kind of like two hundred and eighty odd AD. Yeah. So it is the unknown bits of the Roman Empire when they went through about thirty emperors in a hundred years or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, enjoyed the first one. So Harry Sidebot, check him out. Yeah. Uh, I've also read Passionate Journey, which we spoke about a few episodes ago, which is a wordless novel. Oh, of course. Which yes. I knew nothing. Uh, Ace Jet 70, um, sent me his personal, he went up into the loft, heard the episode and put it in the post to me. Um, so, um, thank you, Mr. Ace Jet 70. 
Very kind of him. Uh, yeah, very kind. And the, fo- the book is brilliant um, and it's an old print. I don't know what it is, like an 80s print maybe? Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a brilliant, brilliant concept of art, I think. Uh, I'm also working with him on some new prints. Yes, I got uh, a sneak preview, didn't I? Yeah, they're looking really good. They look fab. Yeah. So we've been doing some jiggery pokery and I need to do some coding on the site so that they squeeze in. And yeah, so they'll be on soon. And Mr. Guy Worley as well. Got a new one from him. Excellent. A square print this time. We're doing it uh, 33 uh, RPM size. So you'll be able to fit it in one of those Ikea frames. Perfect. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a good varied week, John. Yeah. News-wise? News. Patagonia. Not the uh, the southern tip of South America. Welsh-speaking. Yeah, which always surprises me. But uh, uh, no, Patagonia, the uh, kind of outdoor brand, uh, have done a marvellous thing. A while ago, there was a huge corporate tax cuts in America um, promoted and uh, pushed by Trump that were going to revolutionise the the uh, economy over there and all this money that the uh, corporations and big business were going to get through these tax cuts. You know, Trump was saying that it was all going to be passed on. They were going to pay their workers more and it'd be put into building more factories. And obviously none of that's happened. It's just gone into uh, the profits of big business. And Patagonia has announced that all the money they have saved because of Trump's corporate tax cuts is getting donated donated to non-profits to fight climate change. And I thought that was a marvellous bit of uh, corporate goodness. We should have more of that. Yeah, they're a special kind of company, aren't they? Mm. Similar to Howie's and they follow that. Yeah, they've, that they've got the right idea, haven't they? That's just mm-hmm. another example of, of what they're doing right and uh, more companies should should follow their lead. Mm. Well, what have you got news-wise? A couple of things from last week that we missed mm-hmm. before. A new TV series. Uh, I want to talk about this because I think that this is weird. So Apple, when they... Um, they they put the i when they developed the iPhone they they put themselves at the center of liberal arts didn't they there was that image of Steve Jobs standing under a signpost mm. with uh, liberal arts and although they produce mach- machinery and devices that allow people to express themselves in liberal arts I'm not entirely comfortable with them with their kind of uh, their wholesome attitude to producing liberal art you know they won't you know there's no nasty stuff. Uh, on their app store, yes. There's no edges. There's no r- yeah. There's no roughness. S- no swearing. No boobies. No no uh, nothing controversial. <clears throat> I'm just I'm just sure. I'm not sure the world is needs a kind of uh, mom and pop style TV station. And I really uh, fear for the things they're doing. Um, so the first one is Peanuts in Space, which is a sort of uh, they're using the um, Peanuts brand, which has been acquired by some company for some outrageous amount of money. And they're using it to create a series of shorts that explore space race, which sounds fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I can't quite connect Snoopy with space. I mean, he never, <coughs> did he ever go into space before? I, I don't think so. I mean, he, no, he never got, I mean, he, he, he had a bike. the Baron. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, but also, um, it's going to allow, um, it's going to be sort of didactic in which, and it's been going to be teaching STEM, okay. which is, you know, kind of like engineering and maths and all that kind of mm. stuff. Again, when did peanuts ever teach you? Anything I don't know. Is it, is it almost like philosophy? a, is it almost like a, a, a repost to Sesame Street? Kind of an educational. Yeah, but Peanuts is all about the fact that when you hear the adults, you just hear the kind of. You never really hear them because yeah. they're not. The children sort themselves out. They they're not interested in mm. learning about real life. Uh, I, d- I don't know. I don't know if they fit. <clears throat> I think the drawing looks really cool that they've done as a concept um, of them all in spacesuits. Yeah, but I just don't know. It just doesn't sit right, and that's the first thing. The second one is. Um, Everything sounds right about this. Taika Waititi. Yep. Is that right? Is that right? Yep. Uh, the fantastic uh, New Zealand auteur and comic writer. And um, yeah, he's just eminently watchable as well. Yeah. What we do um, in the shadows he- for Ragnarok. Oh, I love that film. Yeah. Um, the TV uh, series is coming. Have you seen? To yeah, Channel 4 or BBC Perry 2? In it. Yeah, I know, but it's supposed to be very good. Mm. Even allowing for Matt Perry. Um, Barry, Be- Barry, yeah. <laughs> Matt Perry. Really yeah, he's in Friends, doesn't he? Um, uh, although he does have a third nipple in Friends, so maybe he's allowed to be a vampire. Yeah, maybe. Um, they're making Time Bandits. Yeah, um, my favourite film as a kid. Yeah. So whether I don't know whether they're updating the story like for like and serialising it, mm. which I think could work really well because it's quite episodic. The yes. film, even in itself. Um, I just, that was the film, there were two films when I was about 10 or 11, maybe, um, that people had, uh, as, uh, like video parties. Do you remember going to birthday yeah. parties where you go yeah, around somebody's yeah. house and watch a, a rented video? Yeah. Um, which was Clash of the Titans oh. and Time Bandits were the two films I remember stand out one wise. Yeah. And, um, I loved that film so much. So I'm quite excited to see it, but I just think if Apple's got something to do with it, I don't know. Is it going to be too? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's similar to you know Disney are launching their Disney Plus streaming service later on this year, and that's not going to have any remotely controversial content. So, kind of all the the film companies that Disney have consumed over the years, a lot of that content won't be available on Disney Plus. Um, they'll farm it out to Hulu, I think, that they've got a share in and stuff. So their Disney Plus service is going to be very much kind of uh, curated as a family-friendly service as well. Yeah, I just, I think that because Apple is, it sort of preaches, it's, uh, it advertises itself as, uh, you know, the champion of liberal arts. Mm. It should be more liberal in its outlook on... yeah production of things and i think that if it becomes another disney if we with which it's affiliated anyway yeah, yeah. um it's kind of like i i'm not comfortable yeah. with them moving into that into the media yeah, media we world. shall see how they get on um <clears throat> talking of taika waititi uh have you seen the other project he's uh attached to no a live action remake of akira <laughs> well which apparently is going to be based in la not japan which uh, I don't really know what to think about that. Yeah. Is that a bomb falling on your house? I thought it was your house. <laughs> we don't have jet planes. We have just like propellered ones. Oh, going so the, the odd Sopworth camel. 
<laughs> We've been getting quite a few actually recently over. Oh, plus it's the 75th anniversary of um, the Battle of Britain, isn't it? Is it? This year, yeah. Yeah, we passed a, um, a, a gravestone to a German Luftwaffe Hauptmann yeah. um, on the walk, full of poppies and upkept with yeah. flowers and stuff, which is yeah, lovely, isn't it? Uh, did you see the tank? Did you come across no. the tank? No, I oh. didn't see the tank. I don't know if we went far enough or whether we started too far in. Uh, what other news have I got? <clears throat> Star Wars. There's a link uh, to a reimagining of the fight scene between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader from the original Star Wars film, episode four. Um, and it's really cleverly done. So they've added new footage, kind of CGI and kind of new filmed footage into the the original fight scene on the Death Star. They've added kind of sound effects and more dialogue and kind of cut it back together. And it's a really interesting little film they've made just of that scene. So they've extended the scene by, I don't know, two or three times. Uh, and it kind of references context from the, the prequel films. You know, the fact that this isn't the first time Obi-Wan and Darth Vader have fought before. And I think if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, you'll really enjoy it. It's called Star Wars SC-38 Reimagined. Uh, and it's great. Why? It's why, very, Luke? Hey, it's very clever. Um, but why? Why? I, I why can't, not? I, I've watched why not? it. But why? Why, why not? Why not? Uh, okay, why not? Let's be honest. The original fight scene with um, Alec Guinness twirling around like a geriatric bloke with a broomstick, you know, isn't the most uh, uh, dynamic of fight scenes, is it? No, but I don't think that's the point, is it? Well... I don't know. I mean, this is a kind of a proof of concept type thing. Who are from these some fa- they're, a, they're a visual effects company. No. Yeah. Well, I liked it, and I think if you're a Star Wars fan, you'll like it. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I can see the Abrams um, kind of uh, styling, and he loves a bit of a light flare, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Loves a bit of lens flare. Yeah. I I don't know why. It's it's a bit like dribble. It's a bit. <laughs> if you're going to create something, then make something yourself. Uh, uh, it's, it's done. It's like 1977. Get over it. Well, I disagree. <laughs> but yeah, it is beautifully done. Um, he does seem a bit short in some scenes, yeah. Darth Vader. I think he's a lot it, it bigger. He does than look that. a bit squat in some, in some scenes. You're right. <laughs> yeah. um, but what have they done? Have they like 3D rendered? I don't know. If some of it is 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 done with actors, and they've kind of. Uh, well, I don't know. Do you know, when I'm watching these kind of films um, these days uh, and they're, they've been remastered and you're watching mm. them on super high grade screens, yep. all I think about is all the lights in the background and the kind of the little flashing lights thinking, oh, I, wonder, I bet somebody had a like wire up a little battery there and they yeah. wanted it blinking and was it blinking every three seconds or whatever? And then you look at the like, you know, how did they make that wall panel? That's all I'm thinking oh, yeah. when I watch those things. Does that make me really, really sad? Yep. Talking about <laughs> detail, uh, typo. Nice. Uh, have you seen this news I have. item? I have. The Australian $50 note typo. Now, if you think you've made typo errors in the past and uh, listeners have admitted to this and made huge errors that cost a lot of money, I don't think anybody's um, made the mistake of 46 million times $50. Um, yeah, that's a lot, isn't it? 
That is a lot. That's a There's billion, a spelling mistake. That's nearly a billion dollars, isn't it? Yeah. There's some tiny little text which is put onto the back of a bank of the fifty dollar banknote. Microtext. Microtext, which is kind of a um, security measure. And one of the words is uh, has been spelt wrongly. Which are kind of like, if you're producing something of such a <laughs> monumental importance, you kind of want to check it out. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Whoa. I bet there's been some screaming and shouting over that one. I don't know. I mean, the, the, the long, the thing is, it doesn't matter, does it? No. You never know. Maybe they put it in on purpose, like a trap street on a map. Ah, like Hastings on uh, Line of Duty. Yes, which I haven't Defin- watched, so that definitely. means almost nothing to me. But um, uh, but yeah, maybe it's a, a, a trap typo. Yeah. Maybe. Could be, couldn't it? No, and they haven't come back and said anything. Yeah, but maybe they're gutted that someone's spotted it. Mm. What else yeah. have you got? Um, well, if you didn't like Star Wars, you're not going to like this. Uh, I did like it. I liked it. Yeah, I just oh, don't shush. see why. Why make it? <laughs> uh, my my sis studio, uh, a design uh, architectural studio, have uh, have put together their thoughts for a uh, um, uh, a re a re uh, what do you call it a reconstructed uh, Notre Dame. Oh yeah, this so, is a this is an archi dribble. <clears throat> yeah. Well, no, because obviously, you know, it is going to be up for. This is an architectural competition to replace the spire that was destroyed in the fire. So they've yeah. taken it one step further and they've redesigned the entire roof of Notre Dame, and I quite like it. Um, there's a whole thing about whether you, in this case, whether you uh, historically uh, accurately just replace everything that was destroyed, or whether you. Uh, update some elements of it. And I think you kind of forget about cathedrals is that they're built over hundreds of years generally and things are changed all the time. Um, so I don't see any uh, hard and fast rules saying you can't do something as innovative as, as this to Notre Dame. So basically the the lead roof has, uh, the lead and wood roof has been replaced entirely with kind of glass and steel. Um, and with an ornate kind of spire. Uh, and there's a, on top of the, what will be on top of the stone vaulted kind of uh, ceiling of the of the church, there's a roof garden. And I think it looks pretty fab. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, I'm, I'm opposed to this. I think, uh, I think it's just, um, you know, architects having a wank. Um <laughs> I think that they're. Uh, I think explain your work to be reconstructed Jonathan. with a nod to the purpose of the space, and I don't think a garden walking above a central nave in a church is is the right thing. Um, mm-hmm. So therefore, I think, and and the fact that if you had a glass roof on it, wouldn't you want that glass roof to go all the way through to the floor? I like, I like, I like the concept. I don't know why. Why were they asked? Have they been asked yet? Are they just doing this for I've what no reason? I imagine there's mm. architects all over the place. showing off, aren't they? Thinking of things. Visualisation studios. Yeah. My God. Haven't they got any work to do? 
<laughs> well, you're a misery. What I, else have you got? No, I'm trying to be positive about it, but I just think... You're nah, not trying very I, hard, John. Well, it's those stupid architectural shots of you know, people standing around. They're never facing the camera, are they? It was always looking away. Why are they always looking away? Are they sh- yeah, what's that called? What's, you know the uh, the famous Caspar David Friedrich painting with the guy looking out at the Swiss Alps? Right. That's got a name, hasn't it? Because you see that uh, that thing in uh, loads of film posters. All right. Of, uh, well, the, of the the hero with his his back to camera facing I don't know, destruction or what explosions or whatever. And it's there's a name for that thing. I can't remember what it is. Oh, well, you go off and find out what it is. Because we've got people in raincoats and then people in T-shirts. I mean, yeah, what yeah. is the weather outside? Come on. Get it right. If you're going to spend that much money, time, get the detail right. Um, so you go off and do that. Okay, I you talk do, about something else. I'll be really grumpy about this. I'm going to be. I'm going to continue to be grumpy. Um, I'm going to say moleskin. Uh, right. Uh, they have produced something called, and it's sad, even it, just reading it makes me want to nod off. It's called the Creative Cloud Paper Tablet. So they've done a kind of uh, collaboration with Adobe whereby you have a tablet and there's an app and you draw in one of their moleskin notebooks with a pen that looks ridiculous, uh, like a like a double-decker bus with a yep. biro in it. And it, it translates whatever you're drawing into vector lines on the tablet. Yeah, see, this is uh, not the first time they've done something like this. And I think Wacom have done something similar as well, haven't they? That you get sketchbook yeah. and and uh, there's like a, a layer underneath the paper that, that tracks the movement of the pen and digitizes it into a vector file. Um, and this is using... Is this using a, a, like a camera or some kind of sensor that yeah that works out what you've drawn and then what, digitizes why? it? Why? Why again? Why? Why? Moleskin. They make really beautiful notebooks. They're competing mm. in a space that people buy them because they're beautiful objects, and they draw in them and they they create things of value in them. And they're obviously they're obviously being squeezed slightly by other producers of notebooks, mm. which are now available from around the world. Um, but they're thinking, all right, what markets can we get into? And now they're thinking digital markets, which is stupid because it directly competes with what they're selling. Yeah. Also, it's like Kodak, Kodak getting into uh, digital cameras. Yeah. And they're doing it badly. They're, you know, if you read any reviews on, um, well, The Verge, um, a couple of other sites have reviewed it and absolutely just said, what's it for? Mm. Um, also, the pen is horrible and you have to draw with a biro. And what artist draws with a biro? Um, and um, also the reviews on Amazon say it's a dud and that Moleskin aren't interested when it does break down. Mm. Um, everything about this is bad for the Moleskin brand. And I just think, why do brands continually get sidetracked into thinking that they belong in another market somewhere, that they can then you know move into it and dominate it, when all they should be doing is just concentrating on making really good yeah. notebooks? <laughs> well, they make all sorts of other stuff. Already, also, it's not useful. It, no. Why is it useful to have a paper copy and then the computer making an exact copy of it in vector that you can't edit because it's going? How is it going to edit it? It's not going to yeah. make a single line of a drawing, is it? It's going to make an outline of it. So therefore, it's going to be really hard to work with. Yeah. When you can just scan it, or you can use an iPhone to scan it in and make well, vectorize it. Well, you can just it. get an iPad and use Procreate. Yeah. 
I don't get it and it's stupid and it's a waste of time and people need to be concentrating on saving, I don't know, the planet or giving their profits back to like Patagonia, you know? Yeah. Is there anything you've liked tonight, John? No. No. Never mind. Uh, I, 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 I agree with you. I, you, t- you you asked me to be positive when I started this. I <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like what things people you know things that people are producing. It just all seems such a waste of time. Um, yeah, there's so many people produce stuff because they they think they should rather than they've they've got a, a good idea. Yeah, or there's a need here. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Rook and Figure. Well, there's no. Well, I mean, I know I've been. Uh, uh, that's the uh, the German term for figure from the back, rook and figure. Oh, so okay. That is uh, that that uh, uh, comes from the nineteenth century German Romanticist movement, popularised by Caspar David Friedrich, and it's now wormed its way he, into many film posters. Do you think it's a button in some visualization three D software? Almost certain. Turn all characters away. Yeah. Yeah. No. The more I look at those architectural drawings, the more I just think. Jesus. Right. Um. Sad. Sad story. Um. Michael Wolf died recently, and you've been a big fan of his and spoken about him in the past. Well. Um. You say that, John. Yeah. Can you not remember? Uh. Well, maybe I'm totally wrong about. No, because I think this is a different Michael Wolf. Oh. This is Michael Wolf with one F. Yeah. No, it's not Wolf Ollins. Yeah. This is a photographer, and you. Have I talked about, about him? His Photography. He takes like really tightly cropped pictures of Hong Kong streets. Oh, um, do you know you're right? And I'm an idiot. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, oh, it's those. Yeah. How did I miss this? Don't know. Oh, yeah. He died oh, last sad. week, I think. Um, but yeah, I think a phenomenal photographer with a brilliant eye for straight vertical lines. Photographers of the world, take note. Yeah. Please put vertical lines in your photographs or correct them. I can't stand looking at a building where it's all out of whack. Yeah. He just had an eye for almost like a, a filmic eye for a crop. Mm. You know? I know these photos were not taken as the yeah. scene, but he just, I don't know, just makes beautiful images. So yeah. uh, sad. Where was he from? Was he? Um... He was German. Yeah. I just mm. made that up. Based in Hong Kong. Let's actually let's skip the news and I'll go on to my website of the week if that's all right. Okay. Illustrators looking for reference specifically for animals. This is a really cool little thing and it's uh, it's hosted over on GitHub. I think so basically uh Oh hang on, my pie's arrived. Thank you, pie deliverer. <laughs> Jesus. It's the world's biggest pie. Uh, so you can, uh, if you want to draw a wolf, because uh, that's the default option, there's a, a little skull uh, vector kind of diagram that you can rotate by clicking and dragging on it. So you can point the the head of the skull in any direction. Okay. And then you can click on a drop down and look for the type of animal that you're looking for. And then you can right. click search. And it does a, an image search for... That animal based no. on that orientation of the skull. What? And it is so clever. That is so. Amazing. I mean, for like comic artists or kind of book illustrators, it is such a, a cool tool. I mean, really, That's really clever. Amazing. Yeah, it's just very clever. How does it do that? I don't know. 
But it's great, isn't it? That's like the Huawei P, whatever it is. Yeah. Doing the moon shots, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That really is fascinating. Great. Fine, Rob. Where'd you find that? Uh, it uh, it appeared on Twitter. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Really clever. Dead impressed with that. Yeah. There so you that's go. my website. I'm impressed by some, with the last thing. You saved it. Yeah, and I can't uh, I can't tell you what that is because it's just some crazy URL, but uh, we'll put that in the show notes. You got a website of the week? I have, yeah. It's just this beer site that I saw. I really liked it. Primate with the agency who made this, and I would like to say how great their new website is as well. Just thought it's really well made. It's really well designed. It's not a load of old faff that there are some typos in there. <laughs> um, and... Uh, yeah, I just thought it was a really good positive brand experience yeah. on, uh, online. Um, love their logo. And it's I a think, really lovely logo. Yeah. That little a, drawing is just, it's just spot on. Yeah, it is, it is excellent. And the one of the, him in the car, if you click on the black air one, is uh, brilliant. And they've got all these background shots. It's just, it <laughs> oh, works really well in mobile. It's just, yeah, it's a really, really great website. Really but actually, nice. if you go to the Primate, which is primate.co.uk, yeah. um, it's a really refreshing and uh, honest kind of uh, agency site where they just literally talk about how they work and um, it's not boasting about a load of old fluff. Um, yeah. They're doing the work and they're showing it. And uh, yeah, so I thought Great. really, really strong stuff. Yeah, good work, um, Primate. I had another one as well, which I saw a few weeks ago, which I thought you'd like, but you probably know about this already. It's called Curiosity. Mm. Have you heard of them? They, no. They, they created a magazine. It seems like they created a funny map magazine. So it was a magazine folded into like a OS oh, yeah, map. I have seen those, yeah. And it's got illustrators, all sorts of different illustrators doing something about London. There's now a book out. Um, and the reason I came to this was because uh, the main guy is a medievalist and I was oh. reading something about him on, uh, I think it was the Idler magazine, where he's yeah. doing some talks on medieval history. Um, so, yeah, uh, curiosity is curiocity.org.uk. Oh, cool. uh, I love seeing something like this where they've, uh, you know, it's obviously it's very indie, very, very niche, um, but they've gone out there, they've made it. And they've sold it, and it's finished, and Good that's it. They've done it. Yep. Um, and it's a be- they're beautiful objects. Yeah, it looks fab. Yep. Good work, Jonathan. And pies. so, to pies. What have you got? Is this um, something else from the depths of your freezer? Yes, two to go. <laughs> this is a higgedy chicken and leek. Um, there's all sorts of uh, rubbishy marketing terms in that. Uh, so it's got a little love heart on it. It's a similar pie to all their other pies, quite tall. This is a puff pastry. It looks like the inside has been blitzed by some kind of, um, I don't know, level four magic spell. Yep. It was actually a human inside there at the beginning. I'm going in. Yeah, a bit chicken soupy. As it, uh, they often are, aren't they? Yeah. Random sizes of chicken. It's not their. It's not their worst. It's just that if you're a pie company, you should make some decent pies. I've eaten... How many of their pies have I eaten? I don't think I've eaten any. All of them, I think. Mm. No, they're not They're not pie minister. No. I'm going to give that a four. Oh, dear. Well, I've got uh, Marks and Spencer's best ever steak pie. No. Oh. So um, that's how the they... Be- the best ever, ever. That's how... The, well... 
Marks and Spencer's our best steak ever, our best ever steak pie, I think. Ah. Um, handmade in Yorkshire, so uh, that's good. Um, all butter pastry, uh, and it's a pie for two, John, that I'm about to eat. It is nearly six inches in diameter. It is a big pie. Uh, Are you eating the whole thing? I'm going to eat the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, this is my dinner. This is my dinner. I mean, I haven't eaten anything else, but it's uh, it's very nice, crisp pastry. It smells... It smells very rich. Kind of like a... Like a posh uh, beef jus you'd get in a... a in a gastropub or a, a nice restaurant. Oh, so just bear with me one second. Oh, ho ho. Hmm. I'm very, very hot. Hot. Oh. Uh, I think it's delicious. It's hard to tell with a burnt tongue. Um, very tender meat. And uh, some little kind of bits of diced carrot. Lovely pastry. Um, smells amazing. That's a very good steak pie. Um, that's going to get a. It's going to get an eight point six. <clears throat> it would have got uh, an eight point eight had it not burnt most of the inside of my mouth. That's a good pie. You should try that one, John. I will. Mm. I think Once I might you- have had it. I think it's new. I think uh, they're I saying it's... Haven't, I definitely haven't had it. <laughs> uh, I think it's brand new. They were saying it's it kind of sold out in in minutes. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but it's very, very good. Well, that was a, an interesting uh, little episode. I'm going to yeah. try next week to just fill, fill the podcast items with uh, things of such joy that even you are going to like them, John. Well, the whole concept of the show was for us be, to it's going to be disagree Potter. about things. <laughs> yes, true. No, a Beatrix Potter. <laughs> I don't know. Her stories make absolutely no sense. No, we had not. an audio audio book on of her stuff when we were on holiday, and mm. um, listened to quite a lot of them, and they are just they don't make any sense whatsoever. Oh dear. Mm. There's no stopping you tonight, is there? Anyway, there's a hot. The, there's, there's a story of the patty pans about pies. There's a whole pie story oh, in there. Yeah. Okay. I didn't okay. even know what a patty pan is. No. Do you know what a patty pan is? Not a clue. No. Working this weekend, Rob? Uh, yeah, we've got a wedding. Mm-hmm. You're hanging your balls out somewhere. Uh, I'm not hanging my balls. Uh, I'll be making a foliage arch. Yes. <clears throat> Very good. What about you? We've got uh, visitors and um, just working away. So okay. um, I'm uh, home alone. Okay. We'll have a good one. Yes. And uh, I'll talk to you very soon. Yeah. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. All right. Take good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.